Hey TRB fans, it's James here, and I just wanted to tell you about JewelryBrands.shop. It's a great place to find Star Wars pins, necklaces, cufflinks, money clips, and so much more. Personally, I love shopping by character, because I can click on the child and see everything Grogu all in one place. And if you do decide to pick something up, make sure you use promo code TRB at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. Again, that's JewelryBrands.shop and promo code TRB. Enjoy the episode, and may the Force be with you. Kevin Feige's back in the news, tied to Star Wars for zero reason whatsoever. And we're here to talk about it. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast, TRB, the official podcast of StarWarsNewsNet.com. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today. We have a very good show today because not only are we a week away from Make Solo 2 Happen Day, right around the corner, you've been seeing the countdown. We got that going on. You saw the little trailer. Lacey cooked that up for us. Uh, we're very excited about that, but we're also just excited to be here talking about the latest in Star Wars news, rumors, all that sort of stuff, giving our takes on all that, and thank you for joining us as we go through that today. Uh, James and Lacey with me as always. James, let me ask you something, because I know you're a foodie, sort of. Uh, Chipotle doesn't exist. You're trapped, uh, or you're say, let's say you're on death row, and they're like, you get a final meal but you cannot have Chipotle. What is James Bainey eating for his final meal? Um, if it, if So, yeah, take name brand out of it. You just go generic. I'm probably with Lacey. It's like steak, potatoes, and like asparagus or something. I don't know. Some oh, okay. some some nice vegetable. Maybe broccoli. Broccoli's pretty traditional, but I, I could see broccoli being bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to go yeah. something there. Even when it's kind of bad, it's still good, like asparagus. <laughs> Lacey, so you do the steak, steak, oh, steak, and steak. yeah. Steak is, is it bad good. that I would get pizza? No, because actually, when he said when you were asking him, I thought pizza in my head before I thought steak. Actually, nice, Lacey. If we were both on death row for the same thing, like we like did the same thing, like we paired up, mm. we could do one of those like p- eating challenges where we just get a pizza and just eat as much of it as possible. And if we did it, they let us go free. <laughs> Something. Is that a, is that a thing in jail? That's legit. That's like uh, it should be. The government. Yeah. Should be. I like, like the that idea. Guy man versus food. I like the idea that John says, uh, "I want pizza," and then like they bring him a ham pizza, or like Domino's. <laughs> oh <to pie>. god! <laughs> and he's I'd like, like, he's like, start the chair. Any, you guys got any pineapple? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, just start the chair or whatever you guys do these days. I am a little just excited today because I'm getting my Mandalorian helmet today. Ooh. Oh, wait, which one? Which one is that? Is that the, the white one? The one that you or... can wear. The Mandalorian oh, one. Oh, didn't the Din Djarin one? Oh, yeah. man. Nice. Now, and I that, should be having work? a Ray lightsaber any day now. In the wait, why? What happened? Who, who bought you a Ray lightsaber? No one. Get out of here. <laughs> Seriously? Someone just bought you one? No, I paid for it. <laughs> they went and bought oh, it you... for me at Disney, and then I paid them. Do, all right, do, you don't have to say, do we know this person? Yes, they're part of the resistance. Unbelievable! I know who it is. I, I know just, exactly I just don't embarrass them if they don't want people to know. So yeah, like, yeah. I no, I know, I know. So, so I'm just gonna say it was me and just take credit for it. So we'll do that. That is um, not accurate. You went down to Florida, picked <laughs> me up. The lightsaber came up. Haven't given it to me yet. You put it in the mail. So they do. True. They do delivery. <laughs> little known fact. <laughs> Although I felt super dumb because so they bought the hilt for me, which. First of all, I can't believe how crazy it was that they sold out. I like to think that Disney's thanking me for all the hype that I've made that they sold out so quickly. <laughs> um, well, hype, hype is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't know, and James would know this because he's been there, you have to buy the blade separately. Oh, okay. So the person then was like, do you have a blade? And I was like, no. So then they had to go get a blade for it. Because they just oh, bought me the hilt. Oh, my God. But it's fine. I, it's just you know, I didn't know you had to buy the blade. 
I, I don't think yeah. I did know that because I made my own lightsaber. In in the workshop? And I think that it just is part of the price. Included? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could understand if you just wanted a hilt that they would be like, do we really want to give everybody a blade? Because there's a good chance that a lot of these people are just going to display the hilt so they can itemize mm. it and separate it. So yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that, but that's, that is interesting. So well, thank you for everyone that said that they were happy for me because I'm happy for me too. And once I get Lacey's, it, I will do an unboxing video for you guys because I know how hyped you are Lacey's for me. Lacey's going to get like me. 10 of these in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only thing that really bothers me about it, which people have commented on, is that you don't turn it on by turning the top thing around, like twisting it. It's a little switch on the back. Oh. Yeah. So I'm hoping Hasbro, when they come through and make theirs, that it actually does yeah. do the twist. Yeah. Weird. Or you buy like one of those eight hundred dollars ones from the one of those saber makers. Yeah, I'm not gonna do like, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you want to sponsor the podcast, then you know. Uh, but no. but it seems like it would be a hard thing to that that it would be a hard thing to fix or to create. Well, Lacey said that's why Lacey said that's why they they may have been taking a long time they were trying to work That's out. what I think it was because every other lightsaber has been a switch on. So yeah. this one also is a switch on. It's just not under anything. They like made it brown so it blends in with the handle, but it's still mm. a switch. Yeah. That's all right, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um but yeah, speaking of hype, yeah, just so everyone knows, uh for everyone who likes solo out there, hopefully you do. Uh next Monday, Make Solo 2 Happen Day, May 24th. Just uh, if you love Solo and you want to see more Solo, use the hashtag all day. Make Solo 2 happen. And uh, we, we're not sure if this is going to be the last time we do a Make Solo 2 happen day. But let's act like it is. And let's say never tell us the odds. Use the hashtag. Let's have a great day. Let's have a fun day next week. And we'll talk more about it as we get closer. But I don't know uh, if we've mentioned this. We're having a live show that day. We haven't really done Oh, yeah. <laughs> we forgot to mention. Yeah, I forgot. So we are going yeah. live that night, which is super cool. I should cancel cool. my plans. So I can't yeah. wait to see what happens that day so we can it, react with you guys that night. In lieu a of party. a regular episode, too. It's not an additional. Yes. So there won't be an episode in the morning. Yes. There, yes. but we'll go live yeah. at night. Yes. No, we're not putting on a podcast that morning because we don't want to take we don't take the focus away from Make Solo Two Happen Day. So we're gonna light it up at night and uh, hopefully celebrate a an, a celebratory day of positive love for a Star Wars movie that uh, the three of us hold near and dear to our hearts, and hopefully you do too. And a lot of people have been joining the party. You've seen these people mm -hmm. pop up, whether they're trade writers, people in the movie industry, directors saying like, you know what, that solo movie. I was wrong. That's a pretty good movie. People have been so, sleeping on it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, next Monday. And if you don't like Solo, don't worry about it. It's okay. Just look the other way. All right. Uh, but hopefully you're, you're looking this way because we have a good show here today. Uh, James, we have this little thing that we call the Resistance Report. Good joke. And, and <laughs> so why don't, you, why don't you take us down that road? All right, this week we got some exciting news uh, for all of Star Wars fans, right? Um, this is kind of one of those things, I guess you could take it here or there if you you know, you know had something planned or something along those lines. But uh, the official announcement came, and Star Wars Celebrations has been moved up to May 26th through the 29th, 2022, as opposed to the August dates before. So we're getting it sooner, and basically as of now, uh, or next week or something like that, it's one year away. <laughs> Boom, that quick. It just happened that Felt fast. so long before. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so guys, we got to start planning some stuff, figure out how we're going to do all this. Um, Lacey, I'm going to start with you on this one just because it's celebration. Um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on uh, it moving up to a May date? now um it's surprising that they didn't do this to begin with that they held off on it i'm sure they were just kind of seeing how the pandemic went but at the same time it's not surprising because i said this when they initially changed the dates that it was so close to not only dragon con <clears throat> but also d23 which this event is split between lucasfilm disney which is lucasfilm and read pop so it kind of cannibalized the ticket sales for both events and it was just too much. So this way they can split it up a little bit. So if one person can make one and they can't make the other, and then also that's two separate events that they won't have exhibitors and companies picking between the two of them. They'll make the, they'll go to both because there's such a good distance between them that they'll, it'll make sense yeah. money wise. Um, I'm pumped that it's May. 
Uh, I really love these dates. The first one in Anaheim, I believe, was... Was it April, early May? But it was like a perfect time. It was, it was great weather. It wasn't too hot. Like August, it gets hot there when I went for D23. That's a great point. So it's going to be nice. Um, I know we're really excited. We already booked hotels as like a, a backup plan B because I'm crazy uh, for plan <laughs> A, which is the hotel block. I know people have a lot of questions. I've seen that online. So we're going to answer some later in the show. But just know that all the information that you're looking for, so like tickets, hotels, guests, panels, all that stuff, it's coming. They just have to initially give you the dates first. And yeah. then all that stuff's going to come later. Uh, yeah. Traditionally, looking back all the way to Celebration 1, it was in April, May, April, May, July, July, August, August, July, April, July, April, April, and now May. Mm-hmm. So Those are August. Yeah. <laughs> August, the two August dates are the furthest it's ever gotten, and that was Celebration 5 and 6 back in 2012 and 2010. Hmm. Yeah. But for the most part, it's been April. It's a good time in California. It's really nice weather. So mm-hmm. I hope people enjoy it. Yeah, I think I've only been to California in... I've been there three times, and it's been December every time. Ooh. Oh, April, May is a great time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. can get a little chilly I, I at night. It's about nice. that, that. Like, August would be very just balmy. And oh, it's terrible. When I went to D23, it was... People, people would be grumpier. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which would be um, worse though like so the celebration we were at was like freezing like snow oh and obviously we'll take yeah. warm weather over cold weather but yeah. i would rather be cold than sweat that's just me so i prefer <clears throat> the snowy weather because i'm going to be inside anyway whereas this weather allows you to I, go to disneyland it's literally a 10 minute walk yeah. it's so wonderful uh i can't wait i still stand by that celebration 2015 was my favorite one just because of the location, um, my own personal mm-hmm. experiences and interactions with people. Obviously, it's 2019, but the show itself, 2015, it's just like so great. Yeah. <laughs> um, do I get a setup, James, or should I just start talking? <laughs> yeah, I think you should just start talking, John, because there's not much I can lead into other than you know your. Th- what are your thoughts on <laughs> it being well, in May? Obviously. Obviously, it's like, you know, that kid waiting for with the advent calendar for Christmas. And it's just like, now I just reduced 25% of the time off my weight. So it's really exciting that it's only a year away. It makes me also wonder, what does that mean for what they're going to show us? And like, Mm -hmm. in other words, like, I don't know that I was trying to think in my head, like, well, Kenobi's filming now. It's their first season. I don't know if they'll be able to turn it around by spring. Is it going to be a summer release? Or are we going to see, like, the first seven minutes of Kenobi before everybody? They have like kept good stuff for other shows. That's the problem. Like, the, yeah. you know, yeah. John Williams concert with all the lightsabers yeah. saved till San Diego with Harrison yeah, so Ford. And it's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, like, in my head, I'm like, there's going to be some kind of, you know, there may even just do a panel just for a Kenobi series. Mm-hmm. And maybe they bring out Liam Neeson. And it's just this big, huge, like, thing. And then I'm sorry, I start thinking like, are they going to announce stuff? And, you know, oh, and by the way, um, you, you know, for the people wondering, we asked you to submit questions to us about celebration specifically, you know, uh, you know, life hacks and, you know, how to take advantage of your situation the best. And Lacey's going to answer a lot of those, but we're all going to answer them uh, back at, in the back end of the show. So we'll tackle mm-hmm. those later. So w- when we move on to our next story, don't think we're skipping over that stuff. We will get to that. I already like, covered that, resistance. John. Yeah. Yeah. What? I already said that. Oh, I missed them. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I am very excited about it. Uh, I know, you know, we had such a good time as my first celebration in 2019. And uh, I look forward to, you know, meeting new people, seeing old friends, seeing people who we had, we didn't get a chance to hang out with last time, all that stuff and go going to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, which is probably going to be my first time there. So oh, there's so many reasons to be happy about it. And I think 2022 is just going to be like a beast year for Star Wars content which is good for us as a podcast too, of course. So I'm just uh, I'm just pumped, to put it simply. John, are you ready to eat every single food at Galaxy's Edge with me? Because we're going to do it. Oh, yeah, I'm down to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't every even know, like... Every single food. You could take, you yeah, could take like, like a little bit of everything. Well, that's what I'm saying, like could, a yeah. couple bites of each. I'm not saying yeah. literally eat every single thing, but... Um, I'm going to have to do the green milk versus blue milk. That's the big debate. Yep. Yep. Most people like yep. blue better. 
I was going to say, mm. I, I thought the consensus was that blue was better. Do they have a Thala siren there that I could just drink right from the nipple? Or is that not a thing? No, it's not a thing, you weirdo. It should be. No, no, no. I want the full experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, this is this is interesting to me, though, because the thing about Celebration being moved up, I think, in my head, is the biggest thing about it is understanding what they're going to reveal now that it has been moved. So, you know, I don't know when we're going to have a little bit of time to maybe speculate on those types of things, probably over the course of the next year. But, you know, a couple things like, you know, the way they roll out the shows as far as like Book of Boba Fett coming out and then Mandalorian season three. And then when does Kenobi? Because we know that, you know, it's coming out that year. So I think that's probably my biggest takeaway from it being moved up to May is how does this change everything? Considering, you know, we spent last year speculating on what would have been. And then we've been seeing some of those announcements roll out. Um, and we're like, oh, this was probably planned for celebration and it didn't happen. Now that it's in May, um, I think their their schedule has to change or their like programming has to change because they can't do everything that they were planning to do in August now in May. So yeah. I think that's probably uh, the biggest thing to take away from the May thing. And then, like I said earlier, just start it at the beginning of the show. Like it's only one year away now. That seems crazy, you know? Um, yeah. So changing it so, so rapidly uh and then now um i don't know it being so soon that's crazy i don't know well it's also you know book of boba fett's gonna already have been out Mm -hmm. that's coming out this december and we don't know how long that runs and the question is are they releasing one of these other shows like is cassian gonna come out next winter uh or is that are they gonna push that like the when it's gonna once we start getting these dates on you know which I don't know why we don't have them yet. Marvel's like, yeah, this show's coming out in 2027. And we know that. Lucasfilm's like, we, we're not sure. <laughs> um, so uh, it, once we get the dates on like when Andor comes out or when like the date for Kenobi, they're like June blank. We're like, all right, a month before. That means we're going to get six minutes of the first episode of Kenobi. And, you know, like we're going to be able to piece them together once we get dates, I guess, for the shows. But do you, you, you Kenobi's coming out in 2022, right? I, that's got to be the assumption. Yeah, yeah got to be the assumption. Okay, but then yeah, that runs now. Yeah, that runs into Andor, and that gets tricky. Yeah, I don't know. And Andor, I don't know how much longer they're. I, I heard they're filming that into summer too. <laughs> yeah, that's longer than Kenobi. Kenobi's like six episodes. Andor, I, I did they say twelve episodes? Am I just making that up? I don't know. For Andor. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know that they said the episodes, but I I feel like they said that it was ongoing so there would be Filming like a season into, two but they did yeah i think i did one of the official reports they said they were filming into like summer at pinewood hmm. so i don't know that that show is going to be ready before celebration so maybe like that they moved it up so they predate the release of these shows too i mean aside from like you said the d23 clash and mm-hmm. i mean depending on how ob1 films stuff. they could end up showing the first episode at celebration the full episode yeah I wonder if they do that. I know they did that for the animated show, but... I was going to say, I can't imagine they do that. And one of my celebration speculations is that they show the first episode of Bad Batch Season 2. That could, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. 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 But they but, show the first 15 minutes. They've done that before, especially Marvel. Marvel loves to do that at uh, yeah. Comic-Con, especially New York Comic-Con. They always showed the first episode of Jessica Jones, Defenders, Daredevil. Yeah. So if Disney's falling into what they've done with Marvel, they might do that for Star Wars as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Mando, they just, remember, they gave us like seven minutes. That's because it wasn't oh. ready yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah, point. True. Yeah, that is a good point. That was about seven months out. Uh, well, speaking in comparison to Marvel, um, <laughs> John, you teased this up at the beginning, uh, is that there's an unnamed Disney executive uh, that, I guess just wanted to be off record or whatever, but they said Kevin Feige has no ambition to take over the leadership role at Lucasfilm uh, and that they're fully vested. He's fully vested at Marvel. So (laughs) big news, right? (laughs) Big surprise here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with you on this one. What are your thoughts on um, this once again being another story? Yeah, it's, it's a little different than 
I think our episode last month was Kevin Feige confirms Kevin Feige is not running Lucasfilm. Yeah. <laughs> now it's a Disney executive saying um, Kevin has no ambitions to, in the future, run Lucasfilm. So, like, Feige tackled the rumor that he was really behind the scenes pulling the strings. And now a Disney executive is saying he doesn't even have interest in the future. Um, but it is interesting that they know that, which means a conversation happened where you know you don't go on record even though you're not putting your name out there saying that man has no ambition to do this if you haven't had some sort of conversation about it because kevin feige may be like i never said that i'd be totally down to do that you know so there had to been some sort of like at least talk or something like that um and then on, on the uh flip side of that uh kevin feige being uh, entrenched with what's going on here at Marvel. Again, he's just doing his his movie that he's producing for Lucasfilm, which they said there's no timeline on that yet. So that's not even, there's nothing going on with that yet. That's still just out there uh, in the uh, in the announced clouds up here. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I do always find this interesting because even though Kevin Feige debunks it in the current and past tense, uh, now those rumors come up again like, well, he's in line, he's in next up. So then they're like, no, no, he's not interested at all in the future either. So now these people who cook up these stories are gonna be like, "I'm out of, I'm out of uh, tenses. I can't do present, past, or future. I don't know where to put this guy to take over Lucasfilm because we just want him to be in there so bad." So mm-hmm. hopefully this is the nail in the coffin. I don't know if it's gonna be, but it is interesting that that uh, executive also said that they view him as like the top of their, you know, uh, executives. That's an interesting thing to say. And I don't think someone like Kathleen, she, she would probably even care. She's like, you think I care? Really? But that it's interesting that those types of things are thrown out there. Um, and, you know, it's from Variety. This isn't from, you know, smacknerdgobbers.net. This is a, like a real trade that puts out real news and they have uh, legit context. So you have to buy everything that's in here is pretty solid. Um, and we'll see where it goes. From here. I, it, it, sound, it feels To me, it feels like the Ryan Johnson thing. Where no matter what happens mm-hmm. and who says what, every few months that thing gets cooked up again, and for whatever reason these bogus stories get taken off, like take off, and all these big accounts like run with them and stuff, and it just it's maddening. But uh, you got to go by this stuff here. This is the this is the good stuff here. Lacey, um, what are your thoughts on this this whole debacle? Does it make what what do you think about what John was saying too with uh? With them saying that they're, they think he's like number one executive. I think that's interesting. I think that it's ridiculous that we're still talking about this story on a regular basis because he said it from his his own mouth that this is not true, and yet, some reason people keep driving the story as like, oh well, he's not lying because he did this, or oh he might be lying because of this. No, he's pretty straightforward. He's been Mm -hmm. honest about every single thing with marvel why would he then change his story with lucasfilm and go to this like secretive thing um it it doesn't he doesn't gain anything by being secretive about it so it just drives me nuts that like youtubers are using this story in every which way possible to be like oh yes he did this or oh he had a hand in this no he didn't and you heard it from his own mouth so stop first of all calling Mm -hmm. him a liar Mm -hmm. and second of all Take the news for what it is, because you have these big trades that are telling you directly what the truth is. And their yeah. response is like, oh, well, that's not the truth because no, it is. Why would they report right. it if it wasn't? Because they usually have to check these things with multiple sources. Um, as for Kevin Feige being number one, that doesn't surprise me. He makes the most money out of anybody there. Like he's made Disney so much money that he can pretty yeah. much do whatever he wants. Um And I've said this before, if Kevin Feige ever did go to Lucasfilm, I'd be so excited. But at the end of the day, he's all about Marvel. That's what he's doing. And people need to stop putting words in his mouth or putting actions in what he's done because it's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. And just from uh, real quick, James, the the business perspective of it, I think we talked about this last time where it's just if he was involved with Lucasfilm, like shareholders would want to know that information as a good thing. Absolutely. Look at the money he's made the company for Give Marvel. us your like, money. Yeah. Disney wouldn't hide the fact that no. Kevin Feige was working on Star Wars. That'd be the mm-hmm. last thing they would do. They would be like, bright lights, headline on every newspaper, 
ding, ding, ding. Look over here. Kevin Feige is working on Star Wars. Photo of him, um, with him like him and Kathleen. Like, yeah. By the shares. By the shares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think... Um, I think it's a, it's a story that we we've, we've run down. It, you know, I, the only I, not that I, I this very clearly he has stated it so many times. So I'm not saying that. I I would think that if there is something in his head that says at some point I want to go over to Marvel, or, or sorry, uh, Star Wars. I think that it the biggest connection is the fact that he's doing that movie. You know, he's and I'm producing not, it though. He's producing the movie, yeah. And I, I think that one little thing, if that fact wasn't there, then I think people would would lay on this story less than it already is. You know what I mean? That's like one foot over there, and I think that's kind of where it comes from. Um, and and if there is something in his head that says maybe down the line I do want to go Star Wars, it would be it would be after he does the movie. You know, and that's, it's like you said, John, it's in the middle, it's in that cloud of like announced, but we don't know when it's happening. So even if this, no timeline, even if this story was true, which it's not, you know, that he's actually thinking, you know, um, it's not going to be at least until he messes with Star Wars at all. He has so much going on with Marvel right now. Um, he's on top of a mountain. You know, there's no reason to. They have what, seven movies coming out in the next year? I'm pretty sure he's pretty busy. Yeah, and a lot of sh- series, right? Yeah, and TV yeah. shows. Yeah, all that was and he has not to even including. All these? Yeah, the the <laughs> series. Yeah, it was just like the the main movies. So yeah, really, really yeah. crazy. Um, you know, g- good for him for doing what he's doing. That's awesome. Again, going back there, to that, he's the top executive. Yeah, makes total there sense. There is one um little part in here that's a little off an offshoot that they talked about that was interesting and and it's maybe a reassuring type of thing is that the transfer of powers from bob uh, Iger to bob chapik chapik uh, operates a little bit differently than bob Iger, where bob Iger is more of a let me hear what you think about this bob chapik apparently is like this is what i want to do he does it in a in a good way they say but he's like very more direct and like this is what i want and then uh alan horn stepping down and um uh bergman taking over as the sole uh chair uh apparently said he, they like the aspect of all the studios under the disney umbrella still operating with their own creative autonomy so that it's not we're we're going to overhaul everything and this is how you're going to do stuff it's still lucasfilm you're going to do your way Marvel, you're gonna do your way, and so on down the line. Pixar or whatever, uh, and I, I personally like that because it's still, you know, you're you're still making sure that those, you know, brands. What we're getting from Lucasfilm is, you know, a Lucasfilm product. Whether Disney says like, we don't, we like that or don't like that, that's one thing. But if it was all mixed together and and given the same blueprint and stuff, that. I don't like that. So that was good. That was a good one final thing that was good mm-hmm. to see. And, and just because Lucasfilm isn't doing what Marvel's doing, like it's not like any other studio is. Marvel's an anomaly. Like what they're doing right now is absolutely crazy. Um, it's it's yeah. not like you see Pixar doing uh, an event where they're like, and then we're doing this movie and this movie and this movie and this movie, you know? And they're yeah. all like, originals and sequels and and crossover events and everything it's not like they're doing that stuff they'll they announce movies as they do and um if if we were a pixar podcast we'd probably be like why aren't they announcing anything this is crazy well true but do you ever see that movie yesterday about the guy who something happens where he's the only person in the world who knows about the beatles and he steals Mm -hmm. all their songs yeah I couldn't I, make it through it. I got it like halfway through and I was like, this movie sucks. I mean, sucks. I, I love Lily James ever since I saw uh, Baby Driver. So it's easier for me to, to, to watch that. But I, I enjoyed the movie. But the point is, I guess, I view Marvel a little bit. And I, don't come at me, Marvel fans. Hear me out. I view Marvel a little bit like that where he, people are like, wow, how'd you write that song? Like so quick. And he's like, well, I got the songs already. And that's how Marvel has these like decades of comics. And they're like, well, we know that this story ties to this. They already have the source material there where Star Wars is like, we got to kind of write from scratch now and create all this new stuff. Uh, they may be connected to with these characters, but Marvel's like, well, yeah, we know this story. We can refurbish this story and how this character tied into this. So I, they have they have the cheat codes a little bit. They have the up, down, left, right, A, B, start for, uh, for making movies. John, you didn't make any Marvel fan mad. You made all Legends fans mad. <laughs> 
Look, I mean, <laughs> we know they're not. Yeah, we know they're not retelling those stories. So I hope I didn't make anybody who's the legends so mad. But. Nah, nah. Well, if you guys are, uh, if we're all wrapped up with that, I, I want to talk a little bit about this Ewan McGregor appearance, talking about Kenobi on uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, last week, I guess. But yeah, did you guys uh, watch this video? I, I found it super fun, super entertaining. And I, like, I was laughing through the whole thing, basically everything he said. Lacey, I want to start with you on this one. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Ewan McGregor on Jimmy Kimmel? He is just living his best life right now. Uh, and I saw this in the video from the way he was smiling the whole time and laughing. Um, I did love his little kind of uh, comment about leaks, although he called them reveals, where he said it's just bad for fans with all the reveals. And I'm like, yes, you and I love that because I just think fans should experience things the way they're meant to be experienced, especially like character reveals and stuff like that. Um, which we've had in-depth conversations about. Um, but I think the coolest thing was him talking about Darth Vader's dressing room and then uh, seeing him with the bearded look and everything, which we saw photos of him like that, but to see him on camera like that. Uh, and the thing that stuck out to me was him talking about May the 4th and him shooting a special scene with someone. I want to say it's Yoda. Some people think it's Qui-Gon Jinn, the ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn. I, I kind of feel like it's Yoda because... He said he's never really shared a scene with this person, kind of. So if it's Yoda, the puppet from Last Jedi, he wouldn't have shared a scene with that puppet, but he would have shared a scene with uh, Frank Oz because it's CG, but... Yeah. J John, do you have a speculation on that? A little I, bit. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to wait? I just also want that. that. I'm also coming from a place of that's what I want to see, so I'm hoping that's what yeah. it is. I don't think... It's Yoda, because I think he considers himself having shared the screen with Yoda. But he mm -hmm. also said it's 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 some like his He said it was, was someone very... that he's never shared the screen with. So then I like went into like riddle mode and I was like, okay, well technically But he, he also said it was someone very, very important close, in his life. Special to him, yeah. Well so I think I, I took that as like new to his life. Did you? Yeah. What, what what are your thoughts? Hmm. Uh, well, maybe I should say mine because I bet I bet you're more right than than me. Mine, the more I think about it, is ridiculous. But I'm. <laughs> 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 well, well, my my speculation on that is is the young Luke, um, like the kid. Because Luke Skywalker is important in his life. You're saying? Yeah. No. The 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 kid. The 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 actor. I'm saying the character Luke Skywalker is important in his life. So that's why he would say that. But it's not technically. Maybe, but what I'm saying is I think Ewan is saying that the, the kid who he got to work with, whoever the actor is, is very special to him because he's just a, a, a wonderful person. Mm. Like, I, I think he's saying it, I got to share the screen with someone that, you know, is very special to me. Like, I, I like this person. They have a very special bond in the show, not just him and Luke, but him and the, the actor is what I is how I took it. And then he does he share the screen with Luke? He technically did, but it was a baby. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of just took that as it was probably Luke. I don't know what, what. He was all over the place. He was like, did I? Did I not? And you're like, oh, what? Yeah. I, so I have, I have like a, a serious <laughs> one and then like a one that is ridiculous. So which one should I do first? <laughs> Go for the ridiculous one, I guess. The ridiculous one is that uh, they're going to de-age him and he's going to act with his uncle, Dennis Lawson, who's returning his Wedgie Antilles. <laughs> they're, oh, they're going to de-age. What would that make sense in the frame Dennis of the Lawson. story, though? I don't know. Wedgie's everywhere. Why wouldn't you show Because it, yeah, <laughs> it's just someone very special to him. Although Wedge is probably, probably supposed to be like 25. <laughs> Dennis Lawson's like 80. I don't know if they're gonna pull that off. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. Um, the other one, I think it's. I think uh, he brought in like uh, one of his daughters, and he's filming the. She got. Uh, he had. He got to film with one of his kids during a scene, or something, and he thought it would be special for them to be a part of it. That's what I think it is. So, and it's probably. Uh, he said. He said. I uh, we got to. I got to. I don't know. Make a scene or do a scene. However he put it, uh, a very special scene on May the Fourth with someone very special in my life. Um, and he hasn't acted with them before. I don't think he's acted with his daughters before, as far as I understand it. So that makes sense. I, I, I think one of his daughters has a cameo as a as a small role, and he may have done a scene with them. And 
Uh, that's my guess. Hmm. That would have been cute. Or yeah, will I'm, be cute. I think I yeah. also, and not that productions would ever do and anything. His daughter plays a trait, a crate dragon too. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. not that productions would ever do anything too. But I also took into account like what they might do if they were like, "Hey, today is Star Wars Day. Today's May the Fourth, so we planned this scene specifically." And I thought that it could, and it could encapsulate Luke as well. You know what I mean? Because they're at that homestead. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's there, and it's kind of a big Star Wars-y moment. Um, so they did it very special for that day, and I don't know. Um, that that being uh, said, too, uh, I, I loved uh, talking about him riding a unicycle. And <laughs> I also liked him uh, talking about mispronouncing Chum- Chumbawanga. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> He's a funny guy. He, really it charming. It was like... Jimmy Kimmel trying to say, trying to be very clear about how they had multiple songs or whatever. And Ewan McGregor's like, I only know one Chunga Wunga song. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's very uh, chill and mm-hmm. like relaxed. And uh, he, he's charming in that way because he comes across like it's not, whatever he's doing is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But he seems really happy to be back, and he looks good. He looks too good. That's the problem. So I still think they're going to gray him up in makeup. But um, well, I got to mention Darby, who wrote the article for us in Star Wars Newsnet. Uh, his speculation is that the person is his girlfriend, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who he did a scene with. So who knows? That's his that's girlfriend. Maybe an option. I didn't know that's that. According to yeah, according to Darby, I didn't fact check it. Sorry, <laughs> that's my job. But I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's interesting, but Kimmel's funny though because he's he's like a he's just like anyone else. He's a Star Wars nerd. Him and Colbert are both that way, where they try to get the juice just for themselves as a fan. So he just throws it out there. He's like, you know, Darth Vader's dressing room, even though that was already confirmed. And Ewan's like, maybe he's not in the show. He's like, no, 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 they already confirmed that. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I for, I forgot about that part. You know, the interesting thing with that too was 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 Jimmy Kimmel jumping to conclusions there because did they did they ever announce that Darth Vader was in the show? They said Hayden yeah. Christensen. They did Darth Vader, the name Darth yeah. Vader. Oh, yeah. They said Hayden Christensen's returning as Darth Vader. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. I because I was I was curious because the way he says Darth Vader and then he says I don't think that's confirmed. And I thought it was maybe like, oh, maybe Darth Vader's not, but Hayden is. And that's like a young Anakin flashback thing. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I wanted to talk uh, too a little bit about uh, a new filming set. Um, Andor is moving now um, or getting ready to move to Dorset, England. Um, And there's a set here. We're not actually as far. John, I'm going to let you talk about this a little bit, but. Um, as far as I understand, we're not a hundred percent sure that this is for Star Wars. It just very much seems like it would be, considering schedules and stuff. Um, but if you guys are at all interested, you can ever head over to the article, um, which is in the description of the video at StarWarsNewsNet.com, and you can look at all the photos of this set um, and how uh, we've come to conclude that it probably is for Andor. So, John, what do you thought? Yeah, so the belief is that as far as people understand with uh, registries for filming productions and stuff, there's not much filming over there right now uh, for Star Wars that other than this. Um, and a lot of these things look very Star Wars in terms of the uh, objects and set pieces and that sort of thing. And it's coastal, not that far as far as I understand it from the previous location that they, we obviously confirmed was for Andor because Diego Luna was there. <laughs> sure. So all signs point to this being that, and I believe it's a 10-day shoot. So it, it looks like whatever this is, my guess would be it's the same location in Star Wars because it's, it's still on that coast there. And, uh, I, you know, whatever this planet is, uh, hopefully it's a new planet. Uh, it could be Scarif. Who knows? But because uh, remember, they had the fake palm trees uh, for the last shoot. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, the last one was uh, Cleveleys, I believe is the correct way we're supposed to say that. But now they're moving <laughs> Everyone to... made fun of you guys in the Cleveleys. comments so hard. <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, wait, whatever. Go ahead, you bullies. I, you I, bullies. I think it was Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. One of the comments was like, people don't say Shire. They say sure. And the thing to remember is here in the U.S., everything is cheshire like right. it's 
it they'd say it sure berkshire right. not berkshire sure uh, sure sure so um, just a little understanding so that for, here in the u.s we say it differently frodo lives right. in the sure yeah for sure <laughs> uh yeah so dorset england i i mean and um i believe mark newbold uh reported this as well and you know that's his neck of the woods closer than us anyway and uh he he went with it that it's indoor so you know we all believe that that is the case and uh i think they're trying to do all this location stuff now and then uh it sounds like they're going to pick up and do a lot of the rest of the shooting back at pinewood where we saw all those cool sets that look very prequely and that sort of thing so once they get all the location stuff down barring any reshoots or that sort of thing for location-based stuff they're uh heading indoors uh which is probably for a lot of the meat and potatoes that they're mm-hmm. trying to keep a lid on but uh yeah andor um i like this stuff and i'm curious what they do with it Lacey, any speculation on the the uh set here do you think it, do you think we'll be able to see pictures once they start filming or do you think they'll close off those top trails as well I think they're going to get more cautious on who's taking pictures once those other ones leaked, especially with Cassian on film. I think you're going to see more screens and stuff up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Someone at Disney went, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happened. Right. I thought that was really crazy that they, that they just didn't, they didn't have that blocked off very well. And this one, like you say screens, but like, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, like they can't put like a giant tent over this. You know what they do? They hang uh, animals as as bait mm-hmm. and catch them in nets. All these guys taking pictures, yeah. or like yeah. Chewbacca and Return of the Jedi. <laughs> exactly like Chewbacca and Return <laughs> or of the states Jedi. coming out of the ground with stormtrooper helmets on them. That yeah, that'll keep. <laughs> them no, they usually make big screens, like big big yeah. walls with yeah. canvas Lacey, on. Why can't I have my fantastical situation where we catch these guys in <laughs> nets? Because nobody's actually looking for verticals. Yeah. I knew place. that too. Don't even try me. Don't even try me. <laughs> um, the other, the last thing that we wanted to talk about this week is that uh, th- supposedly the sequel for Jedi Fallen Order is being uh, worked on uh, by Respawn, and they are targeting a 2023 release. Um, this just kind of this news is just kind of comes from well, it comes from Game Reactor, which is a UK company, and they. Um, you know, they, they just understand it. It's like, it's obvious that they are going to do this and that they have been working on it for a very long time. Um, and all of this to say that on, uh, May 4th, uh, we got Cameron Monaghan who also put out his video. It looks like he's in training and he's been working on some stuff. By the way, I did not see that video until this article. And I was like, Holy crap. How did I miss this? I should have been discord. (laughs) I I know, but I, I just sanity. Yeah. So good. So good. He made, he made, he makes like, I mean, I'm, I'm Ray Park's the guy, but he can rival him. That was some sick stuff that kid was doing. That <laughs> could happen canonically. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Yeah. That could happen. Um, yeah, so uh, so I don't know. I guess they say at this point, you know, maybe look forward to that. Maybe that's a celebration thing that we can look forward to, um, that it will be nearing uh, the end of its um, production and getting ready to launch uh by the time celebration rolls around in may so that is it for the resistance report this week um i'm going to shoot it over to you Lacey, as we're going to do the patreon pod race all right guys we're back with the patreon pod race so there are lots of ways you can support us you can like this video comment subscribe follow us on all the different audio apps from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, etc. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN and on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. And if you want more, including exclusive content, mailings, Discord servers, and other cool things on the way, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you support the podcast and what we're doing and what we have planned for the rest of this year. And as you said, we talked about at the top of the show, coming up next year with Celebration, we have lots of stuff that we want to accomplish and get Mm -hmm. done and you guys are helping us do that so before we head into the actual segment which is letting generals be a part of the show we want to take a second to thank those generals which are our top tier so thank you carmelo andrew staley jeremy myers neil shaw david probus john reesey micah harrison jetta rosewater michael gaines kendall gelnar paul olson jake houchins jeff connery oliver lewis dave hornack frank grande ryan wara Hass aslam um Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, Timothy Hill, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much for all your support. It means so much to us. This week, oh my gosh, there's so many people. 
<laughs> this week, we have General Jeremy Myers. What up, Jeremy? And we asked him, what is your favorite scene from your least favorite Star Wars movie? So, Jeremy, take it away. What's up, guys? How's it going? So, I'm going to uh, rock the boat here. And uh, I know I'm going to make one member of the panel um, upset. But my favorite was seeing Kylo die in Rise of Skywalker, my least favorite movie. And I audibly cheered in the theater and people looked at me because I was so happy. I uh, was not happy with him as a villain. I did not like the direction of the character. He didn't strike fear in the uh, hearts of the uh, resistance like Vader did or Palpatine did. Um, I don't know, seeing Kylo die and him move on was a very, very happy moment for me. So um, that's what I got. Hope you're all well and uh, look forward to uh, continuing to watch you guys. Jeremy, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm going to go old school with you for a second and ask, you know, I have a lot of questions. First of all, how dare you? Uh, but I'll let... I'll let John start off. Go ahead, John. Which uh, I didn't even plan this. I'm matching right now. Uh, hey, Jeremy. Uh, not cool. Okay? <laughs> not cool. Um, <laughs> JJ's back, baby. Uh, yeah, Jeremy. I, I mean, I love The Rise of Skywalker. I know you don't, and that's cool. Um, but I like your honest answer. Uh, way to be a rebel, man. It's like a basically standing up and cheering in the theater. Literally the uh, week after I said this is the one change I'd make, he be- he was like, you better not. <laughs> I'm glad, yeah. I'm He's glad like, you made no. it out alive, man. Yeah, so, um, yeah. But it's always good to see you. Uh, great job. And uh, wait, I love bringing in your daughter for the General Jeremy mm-hmm. out. That's like, you have like a, a catchphrase. Like none, none of the other generals do that. You say Gen- General Jeremy out every time. And uh, I, I appreciate that. So it's good to see both of you on there. And uh, hopefully, I know you're a big celebration guy. That's, you know, we hung out with you last time. So I really look forward to seeing you again next year. Hopefully we do. It's in your neck of the woods, sort of. So uh, great job on the pod race, as always. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for being such an awesome Star Wars fan and uh, and choosing choosing to be part of the Resistance. So thanks, buddy. James? Um, yeah, no, I agree with all that. Um, I... I- it's funny that like you know you can not like a movie but still have those like things that you're like well at least they did this because i i know there were tons of people who were very who were very vocal about how that character should live and then you had the exact group that leading into the movie you know leading up to it is that no that guy was irredeemable he killed han solo you know it just it doesn't matter what they do in in subsequent movies this guy killed my favorite character or whatever and he's just irredeemable and i I don't know if that's exactly how you feel jeremy but um but when you're happy to see a character killed off um it tends to be because you dislike that character in canon or, or something along those lines right um for whatever reason so yeah um you know i wish more people all had at least a few things that they say they liked about a movie and we didn't just jump to the like oh it was complete garbage the whole time so good question um and good answer so thank you jeremy i'm still kind of upset that this was your answer (laughs) but i will get over it um and i appreciate your honesty like we've been saying um because this is the best thing about star wars that everybody has a different opinion about everything and some people like things and some people don't and that's okay Mm-hmm. But uh, now we're going to go to John and get into some oh. celebration questions. John? All right. A little bit of a different vibe here, but this is technically Ask the Resistance. And we have Star Wars celebration questions, uh, specifically about, you know, like some people ask, like, how do I get tickets? I'm like, go to the celebration website. Those are, that's you don't come here for those questions. This is this is like kind of they will put them for sale probably a week or two after they do the June 11th refund inventory check. That's mm-hmm. my answer. Yeah, 
I, I just mean all the logistics stuff. Like that's their headache. Let them handle it. This is mainly for like your little hacks on how to like get the most out of your experience. What's the best way to do this? Blah blah blah. And yeah. you, you send a bunch of cool questions. And you know, Lacey used to work for a Celebration. She helped. Uh, I I'll just I'll just speak for myself. In my opinion, she helped me and James get through oh, yeah. very smoothly our first Celebration, and that was a because I would have spent most of my time trying to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd been to New York Comic Con, but Celebration is a different animal, especially when we were there you know, working, so to speak, doing all this stuff. So Lacey uh, really uh, took charge and helped uh, make that a smooth ride for TRB. And a lot of you, I know a lot of you asked her questions last year uh, in our Patreon uh, servers and, and all that, or two years ago in our Patreon servers. I think we had Twitter chat then. Didn't yeah. We? Still the Twitter chat? No, we still had Discord when we were buying tickets and stuff. Oh, we did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's 2019 celebration. Uh, we may have Twitter chat, Twitter yeah. Chat. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, you ask a lot of questions, and we're going to try to answer those for you. Um, so let's get into them now. So Aaron Owanya at Aaron Owanya. Where to get your handle, Aaron? Yeah. Love Way it. to go, Aaron. So that he doesn't have that question, how to get your handle. I already <laughs> figured that out. Aaron's question is, how would you make the best out of a one-day pass? So, uh, Lacey, why don't you start the show off here? Uh, and uh, this episode's full of throwbacks for me another throwback uh this is what i said for 2019 it still stands true and i think a lot of people appreciated this piece of advice is pick one or two things that you must do that like you have to either see this celebrity get this autograph go to this panel one thing that is your must do and then everything else is bonus as long as you get to do that one do like one thing that you want to do and uh i'll never forget it someone came up to me after our panel and said the one thing they wanted to do was meet me and it was so i almost started crying and it was so like thoughtful but just picking one thing that you want to do and then you're not disappointed because it only sets up the expectations for that one thing now if it's like getting in a panel that's difficult to get in that's going to be a little tough but i would pick something like meeting someone uh going to a specific booth, uh, seeing a celebrity, that type of thing that is somewhat easily doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the one quick thing I'll add to that is, <clears throat> let's say there is a big panel or whatever, whether it's for a movie or show and you don't get the pass for it, however they operate it, uh, find a communal space where people are watching it on big screens because James and I took it that way and we wound up meeting a bunch of people, saw people from old, some new people, and we had a really good experience. I, I would say take some time on the show floor and talk to fellow Star Wars fans because it, it's a shot in the arm of, of good feeling and it reminds you what, what real Star Wars fans are all about. And uh, that, that'd be what I'd say. At least take some time to do that. But yeah, if um, I if I had anything, I I found that the best thing for me whenever there's like a huge thing, and this goes back to my time at Warp Tour too. But like when you see the schedule, you just start at like 10 a.m. or whatever, and be like, okay, so from 10 to 11, what are all the things that are happening, and go through them and say, out of these seven things that are happening on seven stages this is where I want to be. You know what I mean? And then look at like, you know, 11 to 12 and then look at 12 to one and you can, you'll have to make hard decisions. You know, two things that you want to do are probably going to be at the same time. But, um, when you look at the schedule, you will have, you will have, when you finish, you will have glanced over the entire day and you will know what are the best things at these times. Um, and you'll be pretty happy with your, schedule through the day yeah we made a schedule ourselves in advance mm -hmm. like we got together separately and went through the schedule together and picked things that each of us were doing and then i transferred that to a separate schedule that i then printed out that said like where things were who was doing what type thing yeah yeah and bring deodorant uh hand sanitizer and mints or gum or something (laughs) and masks (laughs) yeah um ryan at rmd collective asked Doing a podcast episode of Celebration? Uh, we hope so. Uh, that's the the plan. We hope we, uh, you know, we're going to apply for that if they are uh, still doing the podcast stage. And hopefully um, we are honored to do that. If not, we'll, you know, we'll certainly make a plan to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if we do a pop-up somewhere, you know, we, we do plan on absolutely doing some form of the podcast, uh, whether it's on the stage or, or elsewhere. So yes, I think that's the short answer, right, guys? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. we were approved for the other one, so we don't know if they're going to carry it over or we have to start over. But oh, right, right. Yeah. Um, okay, Brad Monastier at Brad Monastier nailed the pronunciation, right, Brad? <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
What are the chances the event returns to Indianapolis? Lacey? I would say very low. Um, Celebration used to travel around a lot before it was connected to Lucasfilm and Disney, specifically Disney. And now that it is, I don't, I think the farthest you're going to see it go is like like Europe again, like 2016. Um, But right now, I think you're going to see a lot of Florida, California, Florida, California, because it's connected to the theme park and they want to make more money and they'll drive you to that theme park. Hmm. So you don't think another Europe one will happen? I said that was the only one that I would think that it might happen. Oh, that Mm -hmm. might happen. Okay. But mostly Florida, California. Yeah. All right. Indianapolis only Uh, happened. Oh, no, it happened twice, actually. Yeah. Two and three. Why not? Andrew or Andrew is from there. I think he would probably. Like I that. would love that. It's not super far for us. But... I've never been to Indianapolis. So. It's yeah. two hours yeah. for me. Yeah. Hour, and an hour and a half, maybe? Hour 45? Son something of like a that. gun. I would love if it traveled more, but I just don't think that's going to happen because Disney wants to keep it where Star they can Wars control Celebration things. Connecticut. And the benefit of it being <laughs> in Anaheim is that they don't have to pay travel for celebrity guests and uh, True. big names yeah. and stuff like that. They can just drive them right from. Just Burbank to Mark Hamill in an yeah. Uber, Basically, <laughs> yeah. As he, yeah. As he has his Uber Eats, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Then again, Harrison Ford lives in Indianapolis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, I think he lives in like Montana. He'll look probably. He'll fly yeah. in. He'll land on the stage. Oh yeah. That's um, Dylan Stanway at Rebo Band Hopeful. One day, Dylan. One day. Uh, the last celebration I went to was Celebration Six in Orlando. And I haven't been since. How have things changed in regards to panels, show floor signings, that sort of stuff? So, Lacey, which one was six? Which one was that? It might have been the one with George Lucas that he was at Celebration. It might have been, like, I know it by signage. It might have been the selfie signage, like, with, uh, like, all the characters doing a selfie, which I hated. Oh, um, It was like the party thing. But I mean, in regards to things that have changed over the years, even from 2015 to now, you have a bigger show, more big brands, more big celebrities, lots of signings, lots of auto, uh, autographs. Panels, especially the big ones, are all lottery-based now. You can't just show up and go in. It's like you got to plan ahead and get a ticket in and stuff like that. A lot of the big exclusives are lottery-based. It's just grown to a point now that you can't just walk around and do whatever you want. And I think that's what a lot of fans that have stuck around over the years that are having trouble with is like, oh, I used to be able to just walk in and go to this panel, except for like the George Lucas panel. It, it's not like that anymore. You need to plan ahead, just like a theme park, and you need to figure out what you want to do um, because there's only so many things that you'll get access to unless you have that VIP ticket, which is still pretty standard to years past is that VIP ticket. Uh, crazy okay i don't um, think anything big happened at celebration six it says they it all have 2012 little, yeah it was 2012 they all have little things here celebration i think five it was george was, lucas five was george lucas announces one through four 3d re-release or one well, through you know six what's funny yeah. is it, that this was so this was august that, that this was two months before they announced the, he sold it to disney <laughs> oh yeah which did you see the article about that with Seth Rogen? No. Seth oh, Rogen said that he talked to George Lucas and George Lucas thought the world was going to end in 2012 and that he told George <laughs> he told Seth Rogen that he couldn't be on a spaceship if he made a spaceship to get off Earth. And yeah. then you start thinking about it and you're like, <laughs> if he thought the world was going to end in 2012, did he sell Lucasfilm because he thought the world was going to end in 2012? <laughs> you didn't what? see this, John? Yeah. <laughs> so Seth, Seth Rogen was going on about how... You it's know, something that's like, like scarred he was, him. He was trying to like joke with George and George was very like, yes, like very matter of fact, like, and he's like, oh, George, well, if the world's going to end, can we get it? Can we get on your spaceship? You surely have a he's, spaceship, no. right? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, and he seriously no, thought it was going to end. Like, no, and then you, you can't get on my spaceship. Right. Not and like, no, I don't have one. <laughs> you start to do the math and you're like, wait, if he really thought it was going to end, what? Is that why he sold Lucasfilm? Because he was just like, you know, I need the money to build my spaceship. <laughs> how how high was Seth Rogen when he met George Lucas? That's what I would like to know. I don't know, but I believe this story because he's had some crazy stories and they all end up being true. Seth Rogen's like, ha, <laughs> <laughs> um, Could you imagine, right, though, right. that's the reason he sold Lucasfilm? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, why, that's why he's so mad today. He's like, 
My yeah. spaceship didn't get to build it. <laughs> John Cusack, end. you failed me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, Tarkin, you're supposed to hit Earth, not Alderaan. Yeah. Um, all right, last question here. Mando Golf at Wide Awake 1981. Um, I did not experience that year. Um, but anyway, will it be worth it for a first-time attendee? I read that we cannot wear cosplay helmets. I'm also worried there won't be photo opportunities with actors. That stuff can very well change in a year from now. First, of I all. think so that needs to chill yeah, out with the that. current way things are is how they're responding. I yeah. think a year from now things could look very different. Either way, I'm going to be yeah. honest, but hopefully better, uh, and that will change. But they can't say that you can wear cosplay helmets because they don't know if you're wearing a mask underneath and they're not going to check every single helmet that walks through the door. Now that really affects celebration because all you have is troopers and everything else, Mando people, Mandalorians, but um, photo ops with opportunities with actors, I mean, that's going to be different too. Again, in a year, if Disney's back to doing their character meet and greets with people in full suits, then sure. Otherwise, no, they're not going to do that. (laughs) I don't even think they'll do autographs. Unless you're, it, like, six feet away while they sign it. Or behind a plexiglass way, or something. It's way too early to... Like like Lacey yeah. said, what, what, whatever's on there now is how the things are going now. A year And from they now, have to say be, they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It can yeah. be completely different, so I wouldn't worry about that. But, James, let me ask you. You and I, it was our first time two years ago. Just point blank, is it worth it for a first-time attendee? I say, if, if you can make it happen, even if you got to do... you. I think I feel like every Star Wars fan hat should always attend at least one Star Wars celebration. That yeah, that that's definitely true. If you've never been before, like the thing the thing was is like we had never gone because we were we were fans of Star Wars, but like we just you know whatever. But like as soon as the podcast happened, we we're like, oh well, we have to go, you know. And doing yeah. it, I was like, it was very much like, how have I never done this, <laughs> you know? Like it's it's mecca if you oh, will yeah. you know it's it just it's so cool uh, yeah i i can't explain it other than like a- any person taking any passion they have and being like oh i know a lot of people who like this but that's like but you don't have any idea what it's like when every single person in this giant stadium <laughs> it feels the same way you do you know right it's nuts right yeah and people like you know obviously this folk uh mando golf is on twitter like it's even if you rub the wrong way about how fans are online like celebration is uh kind of like that revival of hope in in how fans are so mm-hmm. it's a it's always a, a good thing um all right so that can is can i it. add one little thing that sure. i think you would can, be helpful you, you can thank you uh this is just for everybody because i saw people asking about it on twitter and i and in discord and whatnot and i just feel like it's super helpful um Like I said earlier, they're going to put a lot of information out later, including their hotel block, which is through them. So that's why you can't get rooms in the Marriott and the Hyatt, which are right there in front of the convention center and in that plaza where all the stuff happens with the food trucks and whatnot. They're going to put that out later. My suggestion to everyone listening is if you're planning on going, book your hotel now somewhere else, even if it's a little bit of a walk away. Get it in there so that when you get to the hotel block and you book a hotel room inside their block, you can then cancel the other room and you're not left high and dry because what happens is people hold out for that and then they're stuck. So don't wait. Book yeah. something. You can get a free cancellation. We did it ourselves. Yep. It's super easy. And then worst case is you have a room that's not that far away. Like ours yeah, is a but- little farther than those hotels because those are right there. But it's still, you know, pretty close. It's only a walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, if, or if you want to get crazy, you can sublet it for the week and make a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or, I mean, usually what happens, like, I know within our community on Discord and stuff is people help each other out. So if someone needs a ticket, someone has an extra or someone has yeah. something that they want to, you know, someone needs a hotel room and we have an extra, we'll give it to someone, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh Great stuff. Good stuff. All right. That takes us to the end of the show. Uh, We want to obviously thank everybody, as always, for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Make sure you are subscribed, uh, whether it's your favorite audio platform or on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Star Wars News Net Videos. Let's get those subscriber crown up. Mm -hmm. Like this video. Uh, We appreciate that. And leave a comment, of course, with your thoughts on what we talked about today. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com right there. Uh, for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. All the articles that we ran through today 
Uh, and our news segment is from our website. So go check us out over there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Uh, we recently did an episode on Ghostbusters. Go check that out on, again, any podcast platform you prefer. Uh, James, where are you at? Um, well, I, I'm always listening to just like the movies. I had so many comments on that Ghostbusters one. Like, oh, thanks, like, man. Is Groundhog Day maybe his biggest movie? I don't know. Anyway, um, Bill Murray, that is. No, you can find me Appreciate on it, Twitter and Instagram uh, at Myra Trunks and also doing Bad Batch reactions. So uh, we'll watch the Bad Batch on Friday. So if you guys want to go check out my reaction to episode three, you can check that out on the channel right now. Nice. Lacey, uh, now that you have your lightsaber, what, what what's going on? Well, <laughs> well, not yet. yet but, yeah. uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Lacey Gillerin. Uh, hopefully this week. I know I'll have my Mando helmet today, so this week I should have some unboxing videos coming, including that and the Ray lightsaber. And I'm really excited for Celebration next year for lots of cool stuff. And also, I will be a mom by then. Oh. <gasps> What? No, we already. We already. <laughs> so I am expecting my first child wow. in November. I know. Yeah, we How didn't, did we know, get we here, didn't guys? know long before, though. Man, <laughs> How did we get here. Yeah. And that, that announcement was, no, was a surprise great. too. We did not that's expect great. you to say it on the show yeah. right then. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh, and it'd be weird. Yeah, we have to say congratulations on yes. the show, so they're not like, "Why didn't you guys say congratulations?" Yeah, yeah. because oh, we I did didn't want to make a big deal at the beginning. I just. Yeah. I'm throwing it at the end. Well, so, well yeah. according to our analytics, 50% of the people stick around to the very end. So 50% <laughs> of our audience knows that Lacey Gillerin is having a little one later this year. So congrats wow. again, Lacey. Thank you. And time and, for uh, Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. uh, are we doing a word of the That's day? That's a bedtime story. A word of the day? Uh, baby. Story? Yeah, I was going to say just baby. Baby. All right. So if you listen to the end... You're a diehard, and you're going to write baby in the comments. So people are like, why? Why do you oh, say baby? Ba- and you're going to say, because I'm a diehard of TRB. Baby G could be baby Grogu, could be baby Gillerin. <laughs> it could be. So fun fact, it would actually be baby Shay. Well, true. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. But yes, true. Yeah. I will be having right. my own little Grogu. How that, that would be weird, though, if I birthed a Grogu. But I'd be okay with it, I think. <laughs> So, so are you going on record saying you're not going to name your baby Grogu? I am not going to okay. name my baby Grogu. And okay. that's one like down. the hardest one, part right now yeah, is names. So yeah. right now, unnamed. <laughs> yeah. You can name your baby Solo 2 so you can say you made Solo 2 happen. <laughs> All right. the, now that wins is the dumbest thing you've ever said. Yay, I mean, me. Uh, I always, I'm always here to set the bar. All right. Yeah. We're going to be back on Thursday to uh, talk about... Actually, we're going to have a little bit of a more of a serious conversation. We're going to talk about found family in Star Wars. Uh, so uh, gear up for that. Think about that. Enjoy your weeks. And we'll see you Thursday morning right here on TRB. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>